0: Hey, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. This is my biohacker review on TNeptine, which is a bit of a paradox to the current paradigm of depression. I will make the case in this video that it's a Jekyll and Hyde smart drug. So Google searching TNeptine, I came across a lot of hyped up descriptions of it there's a couple of pieces out there that really kind of describe it as like a nootropic wonder drug however i did not come across substantial evidence either scientific evidence or uh, meaningful anecdotal evidence that i felt substantiated these claims so i will not be adding to the hype before consuming or purchasing TNeptine, I'm going to encourage you to also check out the video review of my own personal experiences with TNeptine. I used it myself for about two months as this video is going to focus on what are the conclusions coming out of the human double line placebo controlled studies that have been done on TNeptine and How this intersects with the credible, useful information that is coming out of the biohacker community. It has over 400 results on PubMed, including 18 human clinical trials in the past 10 years alone. So it has a decent body of scientific research and study behind it. And there's one thing that I find kind of interesting about t which is that it defies the current model of depression from the authoritative American paper on the subject. The monoamine hypothesis of depression predicts that the underlying pathophysiologic basis of depression is a depletion in the levels of serotonin, norepinephrine and or dopamine in the central nervous system. Probably something that you've heard before. However, a 2010 paper out of Rockefeller University published in Molecular Psychiatry Depression is a complex heterogeneous disorder and the mechanisms underlying its pathogenesis are not that clear and are the subject of intensive investigation using pharmacological and genetic tools and models. As I've said elsewhere, depression is kind of like the ominously inconclusive blinking check engine light on a car. It's a fairly vague sign that something is wrong with your neurobiology. From the abstract, Tneptine is a clinically used antidepressant that has drawn much attention because this compound challenges the traditional monoaminergic hypothesis of depression. The pharmaceutical industry that produces antidepressant drugs is often vilified as like this evil blood-sucking vampire that just profits upon the suffering of humanity however the development of pretty affordable antidepressant drugs like tnp that are doing innovative things that are shattering uh, paradigm is actually a good sign that there is uh, credible, productive pharmaceutical science being done to help people. It's something of a Jekyll and Hyde antidepressant, like I said. Here's some anecdotes, both positive and negative, from Teenup Time users. Starting with the positives: increased clarity of mind, feels clean and pure. It expands my creativity. Of thinking I feel that due to the optimism I experience I can dream and my imagination comes alive much like when I was a kid and something that is lost in depressed and hedonic individuals the world looks far more appealing and interesting even blissful when I am experiencing something of real beauty i find tnf energizing i wake up way more easily in the morning and upon dosing i feel a nice happy little burst of energy i believe that if i can conquer these side effects then this could potentially be a great drug the negatives I still feel a bit mentally slow, but I can also feel a lingering euphoric state. But the real benefit is that I feel a little bit more with it. I started getting opioid withdrawal side effects when I was trying to taper off to stop taking it like nausea, leg cramps and a little bit of cold sweating, but it wasn't too bad and it only lasted three to four days. I have scoured the forums and this extreme tiredness issue does seem to be apparent in some individuals, but it's not overly common. I guess I'm just a bit unlucky in this respect as a cognitive enhancer from a 2004 Australian review that analyzed 35 studies. Specifically, studies suggest that the the SSRI PNF may exert certain improving effects on cognitive function in depression, such as in learning and memory and executive function. Upon perusing the abstracts of these studies, all I'm seeing is that it improves cognition in already depressed people. Nowhere did I see it uh, demonstrated or recommended that otherwise healthy people use it as a smart drug for improving performance, and my own anecdotal experience confirmed this, but there's uh, some anecdotal reports that are coming out of the biohacker community that completely disagree with this. From one user's report, not only was I able to function normally, but I also won my weekly Texas Hold'em game. And those guys are no chumps. So cognitively speaking, I was hitting on all cylinder. So I've reached the conclusion that in general, It is a cognitive enhancer, but it has a dark side. From one user's experience, in the above mentioned three months, he noticed a very, very sharp cognitive increase that reflected in his programming and grades. A sharp decrease in anxiety, depression was totally gone, mood was great. Social anxiety took a sharp decline and his life was better than ever. At the end of those three months, something big happened. His anxiety was almost non-existent, his depression the same, but his cognitive abilities took a big hit almost instantly. He was much lower than before starting TNF time, could not reason complex problems, had very much memory, problems verbal fluency was much lower and he was much slower mentally and was also sleepy during the day on depression from a 2008 austrian paper Clinically, TNeptine is an antidepressant effective in reducing symptoms of depression in mild to moderate to severe major depression, including over the long term. The neurobiological properties of TNeptine may provide an explanation not only for its antidepressant activity, but also for its anxiolytic effects in depressed patients and its lack of adverse effects on cognition. Function and memory. From a 2014 study of 164 Koreans with depressive disorder. The treatment of major depressive disorder with TNEptine led to more improvements in neurocognitive functions, especially in commission errors and verbal immediate memory compared with escalopram after controlling for changes in depression severity. Online, there's about one anecdotal report describing effects on cognition, specifically for every five anecdotal reports that are just talking about mood enhancement. And apparently, according to the anecdotes, it can alleviate suicidal thoughts in as little as 15 minutes. So it's, uh, might be pretty fast acting stuff. So if you see a suicidal person who's like on the edge of a bridge or about to jump off a building, instead of being like, but what about your daughter? Instead what you might want to do is, you know, give them some teen up time and then just, you know, talk to them for 15 minutes and wait for, wait for the TNF time to, to kick kick in, according to some of the anecdotal reports that are out there. There was uh, anecdotally as well online, and again, I read a lot of reports about this one, for every two reports that were uh, completely positive about it, there was one report that was at, le- at least slightly describing undesirable side effects. So the conclusion that I reached is that this is a pretty wimpy drug and that you should not really rely upon this as your uh, pharmacological tool to get over depression. TNeptine.com says it best, actually. The 20th century antidepressant, TNeptine, is no wonder drug. Historically, it may be remembered as a minor player. Its use offers only a crude chemical stopgap on the route to a suffering-free world. But TNeptine is still a unique and valuable mood brightener whose neglect by Anglo-American psychiatry is ill-deserved. A bit of a related rant on depression. So I'm a voracious reader. I've read hundreds of books and without a doubt, the very weirdest, the very strangest book I ever read was titled He Came to Set the Captives Free. And I read this book about 15 years ago when I was very religious. I'm not religious at all. Now, and this is a nonfiction book about demonology. It was a book about one woman's experiences, likely fake, likely fake about her experiences in the occult. She talks about human sacrifices, werewolves. And in one uh, chapter of the book, she actually got married to the devil. And in the book she had something really unsettling to say about depression, which is that we have these different scientific models of depression and these models aren't that great. Uh, A lot of times they're inaccurate in predicting and both treating depression. And the explanation of this lady is that depression is a result of demonic possession. Uh, Either the way she described it, human beings, we have something of kind of like this this spiritual armor around us and depression and demonic possession results from a chink in that armor because of bad behaviors and habits, uh, sinful living, or because of contact with a spiritually toxic environment or cultural artifact which is uh, radically unscientific, of course. And it's also not very helpful if you don't have an exorcist on speed dial. So I don't believe that. That's pretty crazy. But it's kind of a useful metaphor for biohacking depression, I think. So I would encourage you in biohacking and overcoming to your depression, resist the temptation of analysis paralysis or just picking one strategy and doubling down on that strategy and immersing yourself completely in reading that strategy and talking to other people on forums about that strategy. And I would instead really encourage you to attack depression on all fronts. Diet, exercise, environment, habits, brain training, mindfulness, interpersonal relationships, spirituality, sexuality, supplementation, and maybe pharmaceutical drugs like tianeptine. Don't focus too dogmatically on a single strategy, a single neurotransmitter mechanism or drug Your depression is likely a combination of factors, some which will show up on a drug test and some which will not. In the Crazy Demonology book, she recommends that by keeping one's lifestyle habits and behaviors and thoughts really disciplined, you minimize the risk of demonic possession that is going to result in depression and mental disease. It's a totally weird comparison, I know. But this book was so unsettling that it made a real impression on me. So if you're dealing with depression, don't be too dogmatic about it. Ruthlessly eradicate any bad behaviors from your life. On alcohol withdrawal, a handful of studies have established TNeptine as an option for those dealing with alcohol withdrawal from a review that analyzed multiple trials. TNeptine is effective in the treatment of depression in elderly and post-alcoholic withdrawal patient subgroups tnf was more effective in reducing psychic anxiety than placebo in patients with major depression or depressed bipolar disorder with or without melancholia. Although this doesn't make it a good idea, a good thing to take as a cure for a hangover. In fact, combining it with alcohol is a pretty bad idea. Versus Parkinson's from a 2007 Moscow study of Parkinson's patients. The efficacy of t was greater in patients with less marked depressive and motor symptoms, shorter duration of illness, and less marked cognitive impairments. Vivid dreams. At least a handful of self-experimenters report that it makes dreams very vivid one self-experimenter reported amazingly vivid dreams are happening every night but for some reason I'm having a difficult time remembering them except for short segments other than increasing the vivid detail of my dreams, it has not affected my sleep at all even when dosed just before bedtime perhaps that guy should Consider checking out my life hack for remembering your dreams as a long-term focus drug from one self-experimenter's report. It seemed to increase my ability to focus on things, but it was over the course of many months rather than a short period of concentration. A Comparison would be to riddle Ritalin working to help you study for eight hours straight and pass a test the next day, but it wouldn't necessarily help you complete a website that takes months of writing content with many different sessions. So perhaps you should sprinkle a little bit of TNF powder on the frosted flakes of that one friend of yours who always makes goals, posts about them on Facebook, but never follows through on their goals or New Year's resolutions. Just kidding. That sounds... Disgusting hashtag boycott kellogs. <laughs> Mechanism of action. This selective serotonin reuptake enhancer modulates the glutamate receptor, boosts the mesolimbic release of dopamine, facilitates the release of BDNF, and protects against neuronal remodeling caused by stress. From a 2013 French paper out of the University of Bordeaux, which establishes its ampkeenic effect the plasticity of excitatory synapses is an essential brain process involved in cognitive functions and dysfunctions of adaptations have been linked to psychiatric disorders such as depression we here report that the cognitive enhancer and antidepressant peptide favors synaptic plasticity in hippocampal neurons, both under basal conditions and after acute stress. Strikingly, TNeptine rapidly reduces the surface diffusion of the AMPA receptor. Now, this is not saying that TNeptine sparks neuroplasticity in otherwise healthy people. What this and other papers are saying is that it restores neuroplasticity in the depressed and there's some debate as to whether it even does that so if you are a biohacker who is looking for ways to hack your learning ability so that you can learn to rapidly fly a helicopter like Trinity in the matrix this is not the smart drug you're looking for move along history it was first synthesized by french researchers antoine deslandes and michael spedding and patented by the french society of medical research pharmaceutical grade sources you don't need a prescription to try it and it's not a great value as stablon maybe i should say that was with, with a french accent Stavlon, uh, it, in in pill form, a Stavlon it costs thirty two dollars for sixty capsules, and that comes out to about fifty dollars for a month's supply. And you can actually get COA verified pharmaceutical grade tienametine in powder form, and that's really affordable with one gram going for twelve dollars, and that's 80 doses. I felt like it was a pretty good value as uh, in capsule form from IntelliMeds and that is also COA verified. So I will link to my review of their product below this. Aesthetics and use. So you might think that TNeptine salts would taste like salt. A lot of places on the internet, you'll see it. Yeah, you'll see it just called it Ptine salt. So you'd be like, Oh, I like, I like salt. A little bit of that pink, uh, sea salt. Mm, love to add that to whatever I'm eating. Unfortunately, they do not. Here is how the taste is described. One redditor reported as time went on, I came to loathe the taste more and more. Powdered t apparently is quite a bit less manageable than other powdered nootropics. From some Redditors, it sticks to the bag, it came in, it sticks to the scale, it sticks to my fingers, very annoying to dose. Oh, just wait until it congeals into a solid mass, as it inevitably will. I bought the one gram pouch from Powder City, which came with desiccant inside. Probably 20% is stuck to the sides of the pouch. A liquid tincture of TNeptine, which is $35 for 60 doses, is maybe a better option, while definitely pricier than powder form it has a blood plasma half-life of about 2.5 hours. So it may be a good on demand performance enhancer for when you really need to be in the zone for about three hours. And that was my, that was my own personal experience. Also the effect never seemed to last longer than, than four hours max recreational use it produces a happy high at higher dosages that last two to four hours that some compare to MDMA or oxycodone so maybe a good idea if you have a electronical music festival uh, coming up and you don't want to take the chance take the uh, the legal risk scoring ten dollar blue dolphins from behind the porta potties at the electronico festival from a 17 year old kid who is shirtless wearing furry pants and angel wings you might want to just go with tnf time instead anecdotally it's synergistic with cannabis and enhances its psychedelic properties some people may say cannabis doesn't have Psychedelic properties. Well, I will contend. One time, I got high as fuck, and when I got home, my little, uh, my little plants next to the driveway had turned into like the characters, the little short characters from Lord of the Rings. Moving on. There's at least one documented case of fatal intoxication resulting from combining TNeptine with alcohol. So probably a good idea to stay off the silly sauce while using TNeptine. Abuse potential. Unlike a lot of nootropics, TNeptine has some addiction risk worth considering. It has been classified in multiple countries as a controlled substance. According to data from the French firm Sevilleire, withdrawals from TNF time can be quite severe if it is being used in high dosages frequently. An abuser on drugsforum.com reported, 50 milligrams every few hours worked great for a few days. Within weeks, I was at... 250 milligrams four or five times a day and then upon abrupt cessation experienced opioid like withdrawal symptoms dumbass Take it in the mornings or early afternoons any later and it may disturb your sleep in conclusion I don't think that TNF time is a good option for long term use by biohackers as a performance enhancer. You know, this article, I researched it like probably two or three months ago, and then IntelliMeds sent me some TNF time to. Try, and despite the the risks and the downsides and the various reservations that I had came across online, I thought to myself, you know i'm going to go ahead and do a fair trial with this because it has a mechanism that's fairly different from the seventy plus other smart drugs that I've tried, and you know it seems like a reasonable risk reward trade off for what might be a real cognitive blast off. Because again, there are plenty of reports out there by people that are otherwise healthy by, you know, biohackers like me and you that use TNF time. And we're like, wow, this stuff is awesome. So it's like, you know, Hey, this is worth trying and you're really going to have to check out my complete biohacker report. On it, I'll add something that I've stumbled upon that I've come across, uh, a new kind of biohacker mindfulness technology that I've been using that I think is actually kind of like an alternative to things like TNF Time. So the primary benefit that I see to TNeptine is that it just adds a little bit of a background happiness buzz to your day. You know, maybe there's people out there that have really dealt with, uh, that have seriously broken brains, that have real depression, and they really do need a pharmacological enabler of normality like TNeptine, but I don't really, I don't really need that. And if you're a Uh, biohacker who's a relatively happy person and you're just looking for like a little way to cheat, a little way to uh, introduce a novel molecule to your neurobiology that's going to give you a little bit of extra undeserved happiness, instead of something like TNF time, I'm going to suggest loving kindness meditation which is a terrible name. I've heard of loving kindness meditation for like at least going back five years and I never looked into it because it has such a lame name, right? But I started doing it the last couple of days and the key to it is doing it intermittently, which is doing it like every hour for just like a couple of Uh, moments Uh, not doing it as like a formal meditative sit-down session like a lot of other uh, meditation mindfulness practices and I found that this adds the same kind of background hum of happiness to my day that TNF time does well you know maybe it's not as effective as TNF time but again uh, you know it's kind of worth trying but it's not going to be in the upper echelon of nootropics that I recommend to people. Okay, so what you're going to want to do next is go ahead and check out the article that I have linked underneath this video. And in that article, I have an infographic of the dosage. I discuss the side effects and the cofactors of tnf time i know i've discussed the side effects of tnf time some in this video but there's a few more that you uh should consider before taking or purchasing tnf time so go ahead and check out that article and on that webpage i will also have an updated list of pharmaceutical grade sources because sometimes it changes sometimes new companies come out sometimes old companies go out of business or they run out of stock or what ever so if you found this video helpful if you appreciated this combination of wittiness and smartassery, along with a little bit of science about what's going on in between your ears go ahead and hit the subscribe button i'm jonathan Roslin with limitless mindset and i look forward to an ongoing conversation with you